Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Pro-Palestinian activists attack Jews across major cities in America. The Biden administration smuggles immigrant children across our border. And the federal government acknowledges that UFOs actually exist. All today on the Conservative Connection. The Conservative Connection with Corn and Crow. Come on, man. All right, so today we're talking about a few topics. A lot of stuff has happened uh, throughout the week, and a lot of uh, a lot of big news has come out in the last week with the Biden administration, and yeah. obviously, um, our first thing that we're going to talk about is. Um, the mailbag. The, the the mailbag. The mailbag. So we want we wanted to do something special for our listeners listening. So we've got uh, Memorial Day coming up, and we've decided that instead of incorporating movie reviews into certain episodes, that we're going to put those out as separate episodes, so that we can kind of stay within the news, and that way people who want to hear our movie reviews can hear it on a separate day. But we're going to be reviewing a, a movie called Anthropoid before Memorial Day, and our plan is... The trailer was really good. It's really if good, If you have yeah. a chance to go watch the trailer, you should watch it. So what we're going to do is we're going to record that. Um, I'm going to give Rob a chance to watch it, and then next week we're going to review the movie. And the first three people who put out a question to our mailbag, cconnectionmailbag at gmail.com, we are going to give you a free movie pass to see the movie for free. So it's free for a week. And you do it by using this app called Movies Anywhere. And what Movies Anywhere does is it's this great little app on your phone and it connects all the different movie sites, iTunes, Voodoo, Google Movies, everything, and it combines it all. And it'll give us three screen passes per month. So what we wanted to do was each of us are gonna get it and then we're gonna review a movie in our library. And then after we review that movie, we're going to give our listeners who mail us in through the mailbag, we're gonna give them each a free screen pass but there's there's only three per per movie that we're going to review right now i only have two but i will be giving out three more since memorial day is at the end of the month so right after that um so the first five people to email us a question we're going to be giving screen passes to see anthropoid so very exciting stuff yeah Yeah. it's it's looked like a pretty good trailer i'm going to watch it this week and uh you know obviously we're gonna you know review it next week and and uh, hopefully you guys will send us some questions with that, and we'll, like you said, get you a movie pass, and then so you can actually watch the movie too. Um, but today, I think we're going to start off with talking about all the anti-Semitic attacks that have been happening all over the country yeah. uh, since last week. That Pal- Palestine and Israel called a ceasefire last Thursday. Yeah, it's supposed to last 11 days from what I believe. It's supposed to last 11 days. And after the ceasefire was announced, it seemed that there was a lot of uh, anti-Semitic attacks that it leaked over into the into the, the United States. States yeah, yeah, into major cities. And um, this has happened in New York. This has happened in L.A. I think those are the two biggest places. But there has been protests in major cities across America. Um, as far as uh, pro-Palestinian pro, you know, protests and also pro-Israel protests as well. Um, so very tragic. Um, obviously, all of them are being investigated as hate crimes. Yeah. And um, that is, uh, you know, something that obviously we don't want on our streets, no. um, you know, with people just kind of, you know, out you know, uh, innocent people who are being attacked, I think is, you know, from what I'm seeing, these Palestinian groups are getting armed with certain kind of like Antifa. They're taking fireworks, they're taking bats, they're taking, you know, their, their fists and they're going into Jewish neighborhoods 
and then they're looking for Jews, even even in some case asking whether or not people are Jews, and then beating the crap out of them or beating them half to death. Yeah. yeah. Um. So here here's uh, actually the first clip of KTLA um, out of Los Angeles that reported on one of the attacks where the person who recorded the actual attack on video um, actually told the reporters that they these guys were specifically looking driving around looking for people that were Jewish. So uh, have a listen to this. This is clip one. A witness recorded the video. She says she was sitting outdoors with her girlfriends having dinner last night when a caravan of Palestinian supporters were driving by, waving flags from their cars and shouting at diners. She says a group of men in a few cars jumped out of their cars and asked the patrons who of them were Jews. The witness says two patrons said they were Jews and protesters started to beat them. Restaurant staff rushed patrons inside, locked the doors, and called for police. So you can see how they explain um, how the video, you know, they were yeah. eating outside and the video was taken. And, you know, people pulled up in a truck and they were waving a Palestinian flag. And they were specifically asking where, who was Jewish, right? Because yeah. they were specifically looking for Jews. Right, they're not just looking for anybody who supports the Jewish community. They're not looking for anybody who supports yeah. Israel. This they're isn't like for, protests yeah. clashing. This is like them hunting down Hunting Jews. people down, right, exactly. And uh, th there was even uh, – we're going to give a shout-out, too, to another podcast. And this podcast is called Uncalled and Unqualified. And her name is Brenna uh, Sterling. She's one of my friends. But she covered this where she was saying they were tweeting out messages and hashtags saying, hashtag, attack a Jew. And she gave a really good breakdown of the Israel-Palestine uh, conflict because she works with refugees and she's training to work with refugees. So definitely worth your time if you want to give her a listen. But yeah, so they're actually tweeting out things saying attack a Jew and go hunt them down and everything else. And they're going into their neighborhoods. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this whole thing just kind of confuses me because it, it's usually Democrats who are out. Um, yeah, you know, defending Palestine, right? They're mm -hmm. defending the violence that is coming from Palestine. I mean, you saw AOC come out last week and say yeah. that, uh, you know, Israel's an apostate state, and you know <laughs> they they actually moved. I think Bernie Sanders and AOC actually moved to stop an arms sale to Israel, uh, yeah. so they can defend themselves. You know, yeah. they they're very anti-Israel for sure, and and Bernie Sanders is he's. A Jew, Very right. He's a Jew, Israel. but um, I don't think he's like culturally culturally connected with Judaism, right? He's, I, I don't think so. But Jude, Bernie Sanders is interesting. He's been so anti. He's like, been so anti Israel. Yeah. But if if you were to step foot in any of the Arab nations, he'd be killed. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it was kind of funny because we were talking earlier about how like when Donald Trump had these bands and they were saying they were Muslim bands when it was really just a travel ban and it was the same as Barack Obama's maybe extended to a few more terrorist countries. Somebody brought up the fact that every single Arab nation has a Jew ban, but you have but no media covers that. Right. Yeah. That's completely unheard of. Like so, should we? exclude the countries with Jew bans or should we try to correct that? It seems a little hypocritical that they're saying that, oh, you have a travel ban against terrorists. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the thing that really just ticks me off is the is people on the left, like AOC, Bernie Sanders, Rashida yeah. Tlaib, right? They always talk about how, you know, uh, remember when Donald Trump was in office, it was yeah. constantly about rhetoric, rhetoric. You can't say these certain things. These yeah. are what leads to a like. I don't understand why they think that they don't do that. They literally do the same thing. They yeah. just do it against people that they don't like. It's a form of gaslighting almost. And one thing that's interesting is that we say to the left, you guys have bad ideas. And usually the left's ideas are these are people we don't like. They're bad people. No matter what they do, they're always going to be bad people. And it always seems to justify some sort of violence. When I see these pro-Palestinian like groups attacking Jews, it reminds me a lot of the Portland Antifa groups who were looking out and hunting down conservatives. Yeah. Like the guy who got shot in the back because he was wearing a MAGA hat. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see this James Klug interviews this old woman on the street for um, Portland, and she starts laughing about it and saying, good, I'm glad he died. I'm glad they murdered him.
you know Jeez. and then there's there's a clip too of them shouting and cheering we are we are happy that a fascist died tonight basically just demonizing other people and it's a really dangerous game of rhetoric that the left has played where everything everyone we don't like is hitler nazi or fascist even if they're jewish israelis right yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. of course they can't use the nazi hitler rhetoric <clears throat> there but there was there was one tweet from a verified account, and I don't know if this is a fake tweet or not, but I saw this, and I think it was Adil Raja, R A J A. I don't even know if I should be reporting this, but he did say, like he said, the world needs another Hitler. <laughs> this is this is why we're reviewing a World War II movie, by the way, <laughs> for Memorial yeah. Day because of all this stuff. Right. But you know, it, it really shows you just how radical people have gotten. But like, I feel like domestic terrorism in the U S is defended by the left so much that now it's just become common. Well, I mean, as long as it's not somebody who's white, because it has to fit the narrative, right? Yeah. As long as it's, you know, if it's a Brown person who does like legit terrorism in America, they don't care about it because it doesn't fit their agenda of white supremacy and, yeah. you know, systematic racism and, you know, all that other, you know, ideology that they, that they, uh, it's, espouse. it's very strange to me because you've got all these, like, cause they always, the left always says America is a racist country, but we have far more anti-Semitic attacks in America than we do racist attacks, Right, but nobody them, yeah. calls us an anti-Semitic country. Right. <laughs> Exactly. You know, so yeah, I mean, there. This has been happening all over. Uh, so another example is um, in New York, where you were talking about how they were using fireworks. Yeah, there was a woman that was, you know, her bat, her lower back had second degree burns because she was hit by a firework, Yeesh. and she. I don't even think she was Jewish. Jew. She no. was just. She was just in the area where people uh, came looking for Jewish people and yeah. looking to attack people, and they were throwing fireworks and. You know, uh, they were saying that they were using the end of their flagpoles to beat people. Wow. Uh, they were driving around with the Palestinian flags. Um, you by, know. by the way, I haven't seen a lot of people who are pro-Palestinian condemning any of these attacks. Have you? No. I haven't seen one single condemnation from AOC or Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar, who said well, I that. Think, I think uh, AOC did come out and say that. Uh, you know, the anti-Semitic attacks won't be tolerated. Okay. Also, and At also, least one. Um, Thank God. A- Andrew Cuomo did come out and say something. And also Mayor de Blasio okay. uh, did come out and, and say that, you know, they were going to investigate these as hate crimes. Okay. So, you know, because I didn't see should, any of that. Yeah. yeah. Some, it, well, it's so hard to follow AOC's uh, Twitter because 99.9% of the stuff she puts out is, is horrific. It's, it's all trash. You I mean, know what I mean, and it, I don't and really want to watch her play Mario Kart. I'd yeah, like, I, but, then, but, but once in a while she'll come out and she'll say something good, but it'll just get drowned in the rest of the crap that she says. Yeah. And you'll never really I, see it. I remember you know? that there was one good thing that she did say where she said that, Oh, this, this bill for COVID is horrific. Nothing is ever going to, nothing's even going to the people who need it. It's just a government spending Ponzi scheme. I'm like, okay, I agree with you, AOC, but you still voted for the bill. Right. You, voted like, for you the still bill. voted exactly. for it. Like, so what's yeah. the point of even like actions speak louder than words? If you praised the bill, but voted against it, I would give you more credit. But is, <laughs> is this, but it, it's, this is so ironic to me, right? Because yeah. the Democrats just got done last week pushing for a commission yeah. that would investigate January 6th, which is, the, right. the incident that they're claiming Donald Trump used rhetoric to uh, to, to work, right? Yeah. They, they, he wanted people to go and, you know, uh, storm the Capitol and, and go and violently. Which he never really said. Which he never said at all, right? Yeah. So, But Democrats are still moving yeah. to have a committee, a special committee, that wants to investigate that. And yeah. Republicans are like... This is stupid. Like, yeah, January 6th, it was horrible. But guess what? Within 20 minutes, Congress was back in session. And some of the main Republicans were the ones that voted 
yeah. uh, for the certification of Joe Biden's presidency, right? Yeah. And on top of that, too, it's like the only people who died that day were the Trump supporters storming the building. There was one cop who passed away, which they lied about and said that somebody bashed him in with a, a fire extinguisher. But it turned out later that was a complete lie and he died of a stroke. Right. So yeah. that was a complete lie. So the only people who got who died that day as a direct result from the riots were, were Trump supporters. Right. And well, then there's a Trump supporter. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. One. Well, uh, yeah, or there was, was there one. It was a woman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then she was shot by Capitol police trying to yeah. breach a door. Yeah. Breach a door or but, a window or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I'm seeing new footage come out and it's of the guy with the horns. Right. And he's saying, Hey, police has said we can assemble here as long as we're being peaceful. And there's videos of other yeah. sections where they were peacefully assembling, where the cops are actually leading them into the Capitol with leading a smile on, the ca- on their yeah. face. And then there's also footage of people saying like, why aren't you stopping these people? You yeah. Know, like other Trump supporters who are telling the Capitol Police, why are you letting these guys? Yeah, like, why are you letting them inside? Why are you letting them inside? Why are you letting them go up to the building? Why aren't you stopping them? And, like, are are those cops going to be investigated in the the January 6th investigation? I want to know. No. Like, of course not. And, and like, those people weren't doing anything violent. You're going to hold them to the same standard as the people who were being violent? Right. Like, there's almost no scrutiny here in this entire situation whatsoever. And by the way, I'd be much more interested if the FBI were looking into the hackers who shut down our pipeline, but they're too busy forming a January 6th commission looking for a fat guy with a MAGA hat and breaching Rudy Giuliani's house. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb that, you know, the Democrat they need that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Because the news cycle's just been so bad for Democrats lately. I mean, obviously on the economy, we have a growing border crisis that we're actually going to talk about in a little bit, where they're doing you know, smuggling children into our country at this point uh, because they don't want any more footage of kids in cages, but it's constantly growing. Which is worse. Yeah, which is worse. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you can't just shuffle kids to random areas in the the nation. Yeah, so it's like, you know, Democrats are having a really, really bad news cycle in the last, like, two weeks, right? The economy is set for huge inflation. Yeah. Uh, The job growth has not been up. Um, Obviously, uh, I know everyone's feeling the the gas prices right now. Yeah, the, uh, we have the border crisis going. Border crisis going on. Yeah, uh, and we then, have we have uh, what's going on in the Middle East. We have you know, and it's leaking over into our country. So the last two weeks, uh, the news cycle hasn't been very pleasant to Democrats at all. I did. Um, I did want to speak to one thing in the Middle East because I did. I did watch a video recently by Lauren Chen, and I like Lauren Chen. I'm not trying to dig into Lauren Chen. But she asked a question that was pretty legitimate, and the question was a question that doesn't really get answered a lot on the right, and the question was, um, is our relationship with Israel one-sided? Like, what does Israel do for us? But I started actually looking into that, and I don't know, do you actually ever hear anything by conservatives like about like things that Israel does for us as far as our military relationship? Because I feel like I never do. Um. Well... I mean, I haven't heard much. I mean, you know, I don't exactly know uh, too much about, you know, what the relationship is between our militaries. But, yeah, um, you know, I, I mean, they still are our best ally. They, they are know? our best ally. But I, people often forget that Israel is the most high tech economy in the world. And it's also one of the best militaries in the world. And people often forget that they have like I was looking over the statistics and their gross domestic expenditure on R&D is 4.7%, which beats the US at 2.7%. And it also beats Europe, which is only 2%. And that's just a country of 8 million people. And of that 4.7% gross domestic expenditure, about 30% of that goes to products for military nature. Because Israel understands that if they lose one war, they're done. They can't afford yeah. to lose any war at all. So, but they've proved like military ingenuity with inventions like the Iron Dome and the Merkava MK3 Baz main battle tank and the F-15C Baz like flight flight um, air strikers. And they, they've done some amazing stuff with weapons technology. So what the U.S. will often do is they're like, okay, you guys are dealing with Al-Qaeda, ISIS, Hamas. Right. Like they're Al- constantly like, under attack and yeah. constantly under threat. You know? So that provides actually a perfect battleground testing 
area for our weapons. So what they'll do is they'll give them our firearms and our weapons. And they're like, we want you guys to adjust these for desert combat, innovate them to your needs. And then you're going to give them back to us. And we end up working with the most high tech innovator of firearms and munitions in the world. Yeah. So like we give them protection and they innovate our weapons. Like Israel has come out with a lot of weapons that are just insane. They invented the Uzi, the Galil rifle, the FNN Maglite uh, machine gun, the Desert Eagle, the Negev, the Dan .338 sniper rifle, the FN FAL battle rifle, the Jericho, which has been called the baby Desert Eagle. And you know, the, the Tavor, which right, it replaced the Uzi completely within military yeah. engagements. So they have the most advanced military on earth helping us innovate. We give them military aid. They develop our weapons. Like, no, I don't see any other. Yeah, Yeah. it's a win-win. So I see all these people saying that it's completely one-sided because often we view Israel as this helpless victim, but, but they're not. Like, they're working with us to create direct energy weapons to put lasers on our F-16s. Yeah, I mean, well, think about that. Like, you know, they have that system, you know, we talked about the Iron our Dome. last, yeah, the yeah. Iron Dome. Like, we don't even have that. No, that's you know an insane I mean? like, we military ingenuity. That, you yeah. know, and that's, and it's pretty amazing if you watch some of the footage and how effective it really is. You know, yeah. and how it, it it works and it actually it, it saved countless lives, you know, especially with, within the last week. Yeah. You know, within the last week, they had what thousands of rockets that came flying into Israel. Yeah. And they and, just destroyed them all. Yeah. And they destroyed them all. So, so I mean, they the, they just have some insane military ingenuity. So I, I just wanted to put that out there because I'm hearing people even on the right saying, well, we shouldn't give any aid to Israel like they're it's so one sided. But if you look at the contracts, like they have to spend all the money on American arms. They yeah. have to, and they develop that for us and then give it back to us. Like, and, you know, there's criticisms of Israel where there need to be, like, I, I haven't exactly been approved of how they've handled the whole COVID thing, like, because they've been, they've been a little bit stringent on those vaccine passports and other things that I don't agree with, but again, so have we, but again, I, I just wanted to point this out because I feel like almost nobody talks about this and I felt like it was just worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But well, we're uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about the attacks uh, that are going on across the country, and we kind of I think we left off on New York, right? Yeah. So actually, the Daily Wire reported last Friday that Jews were attacked in a heavily Jewish business district in New York City on Thursday night, uh, following the announcement of a ceasefire in the Middle East. Uh, a group of pro-Palestinian extremists described by one man as actual terrorists on the streets of New York City. They mobbed a restaurant and spit on patrons who were eating at the restaurant because just because they were Jewish. And uh, there's there's footage of that, actually. You can go see it online yeah. um, of them just harassing, you know, random Jewish people on the street. Um, and other videos actually showed Jewish people being physically attacked. Um and we talked about that as well with yeah. the fireworks. And um, we actually have a clip of a man in New York City who was on his way to go to a pro-Israel um, gathering that was um, in New York City. And uh, this is what he had to say. This is clip two. Go. They proceeded to, you know, obviously assault me, beat me, kick me, punch me, hit me with crutches, hit me with like flagpoles. Joseph Borgen says he hadn't even made it to a pro-Israel protest in Times Square before he was brutally beaten by a group of pro-Palestine protesters. He says he was targeted and followed the minute after he left a train station. As he was being pummeled and pepper sprayed, he says the attackers peppered him with anti-Semitic slurs. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill Israel. Police arrested 23-year-old Wasim Awada, and charges against him are pending. So he, so he immediately when he got off the train, there was already people looking for him, and wow. um, you know he obviously was targeted. Um, he kind of explains there how he was beaten and he was kicked, and you know he was obviously spit on, and you know it's just um, it's insane that you know the these kind of things just leak over that quick into our country and things like this happen it's it's kind of sad this it, it um, needs to be condemned is what right it, it needs like, to be like condemned you're never going to see a statement out there from the president 
about all this. Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden hasn't really said much about the specific attacks in the major cities in America, but, you know, he has, I know he's been on TV and he's been, uh, you know, pretty, pretty adamant about speaking about how he is supporting Israel and a lot of the radical people like AOC in, in the party and Rashida Tlaib, they've been, you know, you know, obviously not agreeing with Joe Biden, right? Well, yeah, like Ilhan Omar was basically being a spokeswoman for Hamas because she was tweeting out that Israel was a terrorist country, like that Israel was just a terrorist state, which is the most ironic thing I've ever heard considering everything that's happened. Like, I honestly, even looking at the whole Palestinian thing, like when you look at Arafat and these others and their comments on it, they would constantly say, well, Palestine is part of the Arab nations. And they would constantly say that. And they would also basically say themselves that Jordan is the Palestinian state, that Jordan is a Palestinian state. So even if you counted Jordan as a Palestinian state like they do, then technically they want another Palestinian state, but they want it where Israel is. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the conflict is obviously – you know, I hope it gets somewhat resolved over this. I mean, I, I hope, hope that so this too. brings like I hope this brings attention to what has been going on for decades in in the Middle East between Palestine and Israel. And I mean, honestly, you know, Rob, like under Donald Trump was like the only time I ever had hope that the Middle East might actually solve. Well, because he did he did develop some peace treaties. Over a ton there, of right? them, yeah, a ton of them. Not not just know? like not even I think there was at least more than five. Right, like and, you had and for uh, and. You know, yeah, for a president that, you know, he was only around for four years, years, you know, I mean, he was he definitely pushed for that, you know, and I thought that that was that was a good thing, you know, and that's something that we're definitely going to miss from having a president like Donald Trump. But, um, you know, the Biden administration is obviously, um, you know, they're not. 100% 100% pro Israel, especially, you know, you've heard Jen Psaki come out and well, I mean, yeah, you know, like say even, some well, really dumb things on in yeah. press conferences about the whole situation, you know? I mean, it, even even Obama's administration, like Ashton Croft, had to admit, I think it was like the former director of national intelligence under Obama, said that Israeli weapons had saved lives and even they weren't like the biggest fans of Israel. So even they acknowledged the positives of the Israeli relationship. But when you've got members of our Congress basically supporting Hamas through their Twitter. Yeah. It's not a good look. No, it's not. And nobody condemns that on the Democrat side. I will say they've got, they've got some, you know, some chutzpah on the Democratic side because I can't, I just can't see how like they have all these radicals. They get defended. Our radicals are condemned immediately on on the conservative side. Like yeah. you, you, you'll have anybody who had like a tweet from like ten I mean, years ago, like or something like Marjorie Taylor. Marjorie Taylor Green, like, Taylor like, Green, like, like exactly. Yeah, she like lost she had her from like ten years ago. That. Yeah, she lost her committee seats over. Does that. anybody really care what Marjorie Taylor Green tweeted out in two thousand eleven? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Like, and and what's his name? Uh, who's that? Swalwell. Swalwell. The guy I, that um, was, he was, he, he was he was dating banging, he, he was dating like a Chinese spy. I wouldn't even say and dating. He, I think that was like a friends with benefits scenario. Right. But yeah. He was just banging a Chinese right, spy. Right. But and, like, okay. So and he and he's on two or three different committees. Never yeah. once did any Republicans come out and pressure him to give up his committee seats. But Marjorie Taylor Greene says that, you know, the moon is made of cheese. And, and then she's and, all, all yeah. of a sudden like, oh, she's got to go. She can't be here. She's radical. It's like. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it bothers me. And it's just like, so I, I just wish that the Republicans just had the like, I'll, I'll give this to the Democrats. Like they are very stubborn. And I wish the Republicans had that stubbornness. But instead. I feel like, you know, the Democrats are like this giant, like, motorcycle going 100 miles per hour, and Republicans are like somebody, like, trailing on the end of it trying to slow it down. Yeah. Or like a car or something. It just is ridiculous. (sighs) But anyway, speaking of Donald Trump's policies uh, and things that have basically gone to hell in a handbasket, you got the border crisis scenario. So, yeah, we went from Donald Trump you know, having like the kids in cages or whatever, which, you know, Joe Biden and Barack Obama built and then like him reducing the well, Joe crisis. Biden had more kids in cages in the last 
three months than yeah, Trump, Trump ever, ever did, did yeah. in four years. Yeah, and the reason why is because when you incentivize people to come over, it's it's really an evil thing to do to incentivize people to take this lethal journey into the United States to cross, break our laws, go in illegally, and then try to collect benefits and, and, and live yeah. here as an illegal alien. Like, you're shanking everybody in the line who's already, like, trying to come here legally, and on top of that, you're separating families by having so many come over here, and then they're they're in these facilities that we can't house them all. Yeah, like the best thing that you could do morally is to put up obstacles for people to not take a lethal decision to try to get here and make it easier for them to obey the law to come here to become American citizens, and that's what Donald Trump did. Right. Right. But yeah. now. I'm- yeah, I think yeah. We, we actually got into talking a little bit about it last week, but Mitt Romney uh, was yeah. grilling the Homeland Security Director, yeah. uh, Mayorka. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, Mitt Romney is such a forgettable politician that we forgot to even include him in the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we, <laughs> yeah. we put him in our intro. And it was, we just it, it didn't was talk funny about because <laughs> we had listeners um, and I was like, I was talking to them behind the scenes and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry we didn't get to Mitt Romney. They're like, oh, I thought you covered that. Like, you know, I was like, no, we didn't. He didn't. You know, he's like, I forgot you didn't. like, yeah, it. whatever. We didn't want to hear about Mitt anyway. You yeah. know? It was like, whatever. Oh but he, um, he, he did come out and at least, uh, at least, you know, acknowledge that, you know, we do have a border crisis and, you know, uh, uh, Mayorka, the director of, of uh, Homeland Security, is saying that he's proud of the new immigration system that the Biden administration has put forth. And Mitt Romney is like, dude, are you looking at this chart? Like yeah, this chart is, eyes, is yeah, like we were down here a year ago and now we're all the way up here because it's completely spiked. And this is, and he actually showed him the graph line about yeah. this is our capacity. So we're well over, you know, two times our capacity with the amount of people that we can actually handle. And that's why you're seeing the Biden administration doing things like taking kids out of these, um, out of these facilities on the border and bussing them into the general population and letting them stay at hotels. Um, and, uh, and, and now they're doing things like flying kids over the border into yeah. airplanes. So I, I know yeah. you mentioned a little bit about that. Can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? So, so now what's happening is we've actually got a clip of this. So we've got, um, WRCB TV and we've got them reporting, on what's happening. So what the Biden administration was doing was they were flying planes out in the middle of the night full of migrant children out to Chattanooga. So we're going to go to that clip. I I believe this is clip three. Congressional leaders and Tennessee's governor are demanding answers from the Biden administration one day after Channel 3 uncovered flights arriving in Chattanooga with migrant children on board. Channel 3's Mary Frances Hoots broke this story yesterday. She's at Wilson Air Center where the flights arrived and children on those flights were then bused to cities across the south. Mary Frances, were they surprised? Well, yes, Cindy, they were very surprised. The Tennessee senators and the governor had no idea any of these operations were going on in Chattanooga until we first reported this story yesterday. So since then, a lot have happened. Senator Marsha Blackburn and Congressman Chuck Fleischman have asked for all the flights with migrant children coming into Chattanooga to stop. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is calling this a human trafficking crisis. But those who are responsible for housing these children, these migrant children locally, say the goal is to reunite them with their families. So Chattanooga Wilson Air Center is receiving planes carrying migrant children who are being bused to multiple southern, uh, southeastern cities during overnight hours. And, you know, a previous they said a previous version of the story identified a bus company involved as Little Rock Tours, but Little Rock Coaches owns the bus. Um, so j- just a little bit of a misunderstanding, but. They've got these videos that were uploaded to Channel 3, and it shows children just arriving late in the middle of the night, and they're just being flown out to random areas in the country. Two of the four buses seen in the video uh, were just just full of these migrant children just heading to these uh, airports, and they're, they're saying they're not even giving any people notice. So the employees say that this was the first time the company had been asked to pick up migrant children. I don't know if that's true, but in the past, the company's drivers have traveled to Alabama, Atlanta to transport children, according to the employees. 
But yeah, this is just an insane we're, story. We're, They're just we're smuggling paying. children, we're, and we're paying the, for tax, the pay, tax dollars. Yeah, the people that are listening, you, you guys are paying for this. Yeah, this is this. The, these are so, <laughs> these are programs that your federal government is implementing. Yeah, you know, we're we're paying for these things. We're paying for people to stay in hotels, and we're yeah, but we're paying for their flights, and we're paying for them to to get on and take buses, we're and they're paying Uber for their rides, food. We're paying for paying, their yeah. medical, and then uh, and then attention. when and then when they get here, we're going to be paying um for them with probably stimulus checks, and then on top of that, we're going to be paying for them um, with, with all kinds of uh, benefits. They're going to have free, like any any child that enters into the United States that's an illegal alien is going to have free education from K through 12. And then if they go to a college like the College of Lake County, they're going to get a free education because our state apparently offers in-state tuition for illegal aliens, free in-state tuition. Right. So but citizens have to pay. Yeah, and yeah. not only that, but people who are legal immigrants, like my my parents, like my mom, and she has to pay like four times the average rate. So, like, I had friends from uh, the United uh, like Kingdom. international students yeah. too. Uh, yeah, pay international big students money. pay uh, more than the average students. So, my friends from Britain, and my friends from Israel, and my friends from India, and my friends from different areas of the world, they have to end up paying like two to three times the rate, and an illegal alien gets gets their entire tuition paid for because they get free in-state right. tuition. And it's, it's ridiculous. So, you know, Donald Trump, like Ted Cruz said, like Donald Trump, when he got elected, just the mere fact of him getting elected cut the illegal immigration rate in half. Yeah. That's yeah. just how good he was about solving this crisis. Right. And, you know, it, it's much more brutal and terrible for you to incentivize people to come over here when you know it's going to split up their family, when you know it's going to probably cause them to be sex trafficked. Like a lot of these kids, like in the past administration under Obama, these kids that got into different areas of the country alone, they end up getting sex trafficked. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's I mean, a, there's it's a, a, bit, it's a there's huge a industry. Huge percentage of, of that. Like you guys have no idea just how much of our sex trafficking um, in the United States happens alone, just at the border. Oh well, Fox News had a had a border patrol agent on there, and yeah. they said that you know four out of ten children that they obtain at yeah. the border have admitted that they were sexually abused on the way yeah. up to the border. You know. Yeah. Every every girl um, who crosses the border. It's not under, just girls and it's boys too. Yeah, it's boys too. But every girl who crosses the border under the age of nine has to have a pregnancy test when she follows the border. That's how bad it is. Yeah, people don't. People they just don't understand. So and then what? What do people say? Well, let's abolish ICE. Like, like I have no, criticisms like so of stupid. ICE now because they're, apparently they're not doing their job, but. Like, well, how how long how long can America sus- sustain paying for things like this, like busing tens of thousands of kids into general population, letting them stay at hotels, letting them get free schooling, letting them get free medical care, and and just not limiting that? Yeah, right. Like, you're you not limiting med- yeah, that at all. You get Medi-Cal for free if you're in California, and on top of that, you're getting things like the SNAP program and WIC um, and all these other right. How long? Programs. How long can we actually sustain that? I mean, there's no economist, uh, economist, uh, yeah. economist on um, in America right now who says that we can even sustain this kind of spending under the Biden administration for you know. In four years from now, there's going to, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago about, you know, how inflation inflation is going to be insane and there's going to be a huge recession coming in in the next four years. Yeah. And it, and if we have Democrat, if we fall into a recession and we have a Democrat like Barack Obama, who basically prolonged the recession that we had from uh, the Bush administration, I mean, what what are we going to be looking at? Are we going to be looking at a whole eight years of just a artificially conjured uh, recession? I don't from, know. You know how how but can we we can't sustain it? Donald Trump's already uh, making like really big plans on coming back, and people are saying that you know they miss him, that they want him to come back because you know he he was just setting the economy just such in the right direction that now that we're completely off the rails and we just seem to be going deeper. Well, and deeper. I, I hate the fact that Joe Biden is 
you know, trying to take some credit for anything good that happens in the economy because the, people don't understand. The economy was already booming when COVID hit, yeah. right? And it was just put on pause. So the economy was already set to boom. As soon as you tell people that they can go back to work, you know, business is going to resume as usual or yeah. as it was before you artificially stopped it with the federal government because the the pandemic and them telling people that they had to stay home was not you know it, it wasn't something that you know was natural with the economy coming down right no. like the economy came down because of the fact that they told people they couldn't go back to work so once you release those regulations the economy was already booming. People already had plans to do things. They had plans. They had money to invest. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had businesses to run, you know, things like that. And also, you know, the consumer rate was high as well. And a lot of people are spending money. So there's business there for people to take care of. So when Joe Biden comes out and says, like, oh, you know, like, hey, I fixed the economy from when it was, you know, with COVID. He's like, it's like, dude, you're a liar for one. Yeah, and like, two, you're, you're just you just got here. Right. And <laughs> obviously you just don't know how, you know, economics works because like you're it wasn't in the ditch because you know, people didn't have money to spend or anything like that. Yeah, it, it was, was just, in the ditch because they shut it down. Because it's not the virus, it, yeah. it was the lockdown. Yeah, it was the lockdowns. Yeah. That was that was exactly why the economy started to go down. And now um you know, that's why you see Joe Biden come out and say, you know, oh, hey, like if you've been vaccinated now, oh, you can take off your mask. And Rochelle Olensky from uh, the CDC is saying the same thing now because those jobs reports that came out last month for the brutal. quarter of the year, yeah, it's they terrible. were brutal. There, there were supposed to be, what, 1.2 million jobs created and there was, what, not even a, a quarter, quarter of, of yeah, that. A quarter. And, and not even because they said that a lot of those jobs – they kind of fudged the numbers. So according to them, I think it was like the worst jobs report since 1933. Yeah, so Joe, Joe Biden needs people to go back to work or else, you know, once the pandemic uh, kind of minimizes and people start getting back to normal yeah. life, which you can kind of see in, in the past month, yeah. uh, people are starting to get up, get up and get back out. They're going to start to realize like, you know what I mean? Like t J Joe Biden's just full of crap. Well, yeah. And then there was, there was a speech that we watched a, a couple years ago when it was, given by Art Laffer in Tennessee, and he created the Laffer Curve. Yes. And he was talking about how taxes work in their incentives. Like basically like you, we tax cigarettes and it, it makes people cut back on smoking. He's like, you tax people on speeding tickets because, you know, people right. don't speed as much. He's like, no, that's not why we tax personal income. But he's like, don't for a second think that it's not going to have the same effect that people right. like. So when you do things like tax capital gains at 40% or when you do things like tax corporations at a high amount or you tax the wealth yeah, you're you're discouraging you're people discouraging from people working. from working yeah. and investing and going into the economy exactly. and by the way like like we said from the beginning we got stimulus checks to put money into the economy his high taxes are just taking it out yeah it's, it's it completely out. contradicting what was going on and but you know in other news of democrats not understanding incentives at all um well, I wanted to get this point off in the economy first because there was a crypto crash. But yes. so something that people don't understand is that recently what ended up happening was, you know, inflation's going through the roof, but even gold and silver prices went down. They went down briefly. So mm -hmm. you're wondering, why did they go down briefly? Well, it's because there are people who are buying the dollar thinking that, oh, this high inflation means that the Fed is going to adjust the interest rates. They just have to raise the interest rates, right? Right. I don't think the Fed has any plans to do that, but that actually strengthened the dollar of people betting on that, trying to go and pick up the dollar. So what ended up happening was they tried to pick up the dollar and it, it lowered the price of gold and silver hedged on the inflation bet. Pretty soon, you know, I can't, I can't say it here, but you know, you know what's going to hit the fan, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, with the crypto crash, it was kind of like the perfect storm. You had, first of all, you had tax season come up. So people sold off their crypto to pay for their, their, for their, tax for their taxes yeah. and stuff. And then you had uh, this 700 point dip almost. It was like 689, like almost 700 points. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, ironically, it came out when we released that episode called Buyer Beware the same day. Yeah. 
And so people had to cover, sell their crypto to cover that. Then you had Elon Musk come out. By the way, Elon Musk is saying, oh, this is bad for the environment. Bro, you make Tesla cars. Like you, yeah. you, do you have any idea how much like cobalt and everything else you have to mine to get into yeah. that? By the way, we're never going to hear about 1.5 billion masks in the ocean right now, polluting the ocean. Right. You know, the, yeah, but gonna, yeah. you know, the, the most pure form of karma, I believe, is all the vegans of the world saying we're not going to buy crypto, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, but then you had, so Elon Musk says we're not accepting it to buy Teslas anymore. So what we're, so that made people freak out and say, okay, who's going to accept it? Then China came out with their ban on it and said, we're going to ban cryptocurrencies. By the way, China's first ban on cryptocurrencies, you know, since their first ban, it's gone up, what, $62,000 to the high point. So yeah. don't really take China's word with much, you know, take it with a pinch of salt, just yeah. a little bit. But all of these things just hitting at the exact same time and then creating a, a downward tread in the crypto market. But unfortunately, what ended up happening was there were a lot of people, a lot of people who sold. And I believe that the, the crypto market is actually being manipulated by a lot of people on top who are borrowing a lot of money, putting out shorts, putting out puts and doing different, you know, strong hedges to wage their bet. But, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people did lose a lot of money because they panic sold. But yeah, I, I really don't think under, people understand like the whole point of it. And again, it's not financial advice, but me personally looking at all these things like diversify, absolutely. But I'm looking at a 40% capital gains rate in the, in the stock market. I'm looking at, you know, gold and silver, you know, they, they've done okay for the past few years. They've done good. As, it was a lot investment. higher. A year it was ago. a lot higher a year ago, like double. Yeah. Almost. But the, the thing about the Bitcoin is that, Somebody was telling me, well, I'm, I'm, it just keeps going down. I'm losing all this money. I was like, but at the same time, this is happening. They're creating bank accounts for JP Morgan for the wealthy members of JP Morgan to invest in cryptocurrency. You don't panic sell when all the elites in the world are buying your asset. Right. You right. panic sell when they're dumping it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what they're doing is they're, they're coming in and buying it at a profit. So. For people who are worried, you know, me personally, I can just tell you what I'm doing. I'm not selling. I'm buying more. I'm grateful for the discount, honestly. I'm yeah. getting close. My goal is to eventually have like half of a Bitcoin. I think I right now I have like quarter of like of a quarter of nice. one. So I'm, I'm trying to get there. I'll get there hopefully with this discount. But in the future, I think yeah, cryptocurrency I think, is going to be think, strong. I think uh, long term – Crypto like, investors, you know, obviously, you know, it's down right yeah, now, but right you know, now, it's but not it's gonna, been down yeah. in the past. But I think like recent investors, like within the last year, they might have lost a little bit. So, if they sold, yeah, yeah they definitely yeah, lost. You definitely lost. A but, lot. Yeah. you know, there's there are different things you can do. But guys, like when the when the federal government is saying they want to create their own Bitcoin, I think that's a pretty good indicator of the future price of where Bitcoin will be headed. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah, they, you know. they must know that it's going to be a viable. By the way, we don't currency. want CBDCs. We don't want government Bitcoin. Nobody, I'd like, yeah. like especially I Christians. I like, <laughs> like, oh, like you want a money supply that the government can follow us around constantly, knowing yeah. our like, every look single what, move and look controlling what they all did. our assets. Yeah, look what they did with the, the dollar. Yeah, look what they did with the dollar. They inflated it, and now it's you know now they're going to just tax us to death and everyone's going to, you know, the value of the dollar is going to, you know, go down, which is dangerous because, yeah. you know, Joe Biden's got to really think about that because the USD doesn't just affect our country. It's actually the Affects world the bases world. their currency off of USD. Yeah. So yeah. when you, yeah, when you inflate USD, you're actually, you know, you're doing harm to not only America, you're doing it to the world. Yeah, and pretty soon the world's going to wake up and realize that the U.S. dollar is losing all of its value. They they may be buying it now, but yeah. you can only go on that path for so long before yeah. it comes back to bite you. Speaking yeah. of uh, Biden and inflated things, yeah, let's go to inflated ego for Hunter Biden. <laughs> so did you know that Hunter Biden is actually creating – he's going to be a guest speaker at Toulon – and he's going to be teaching about media bias and fake news. 
<laughs> so I, I think we actually have a clip of, of Hunter Biden's uh, class right right around here. Yeah. Here, here he is uh, laying down some ground rules. Clip four? Clip four. All right, go. We got, we got some rules to go over. You ready? Yes, I am ready. Rule number one. Party all the time. That's rule number one. Party all the time. Okay. Rule number two. Cocaine everywhere. Cocaine? Everywhere. The ceiling, the dishwasher, all over your butt, everywhere. That's a strange rule. Rule number three. Reuse printer paper. Print on both sides. I'm not made out of man, eh? The tone of these rules seem inconsistent. Rule number four now. Business lunch. Business lunch? Okay, well, I mean, at least he's not, like, donating his computer to Radio Shack. You know, business lunch sounds a lot more, you know, appropriate than that. But, uh, <laughs> you know... Joe Hunter could Biden. You, could you imagine? Always, he, always working with the young kids. Yeah, Hunter it, Biden. So such you, a nice guy. Could you imagine if he was Donald Trump's son? Oh my god! Like the the, <laughs> the amount of news cycles that would have been ran would have been insane. Bro, like, they I, I made almost two three yeah. segments a day about that. I almost pity the news at this point. They're just like, okay, we covered this Hunter Biden. What's he? Oh, how about how about the oh. story? Yeah, how about the story before where his girlfriend stole his gun? Yeah, and then threw it in a trash can in front of a school. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, like any gun owner a, knows just how bad it, it, like the gun laws are around schools. So you cannot go near his whole school life. He's his whole life is just a shit show. Yeah, like, but he ends up making a ton of money. It's like Forrest Gump. It's like <laughs> you know, oh man, it's just so ridiculous. It, but yeah, it's amazing I, what people care about and what they don't care about. You know, yeah. like because we spent four years talking about. How what like uh, Ivanka farted in oh, yeah. class and blamed it on somebody else? That or, was a real headline. They're like, if like Ivanka Trump's childhood friends say she blamed a fart on her in sixth in like, grade, yeah, sixth grade. <laughs> that something. was a real headline. Yeah, that's a real headline. I, I, but but uh, Hunter Biden gets to smoke crack on YouTube Live and have his girlfriend steal his gun and throw it in a garbage can at a school yeah and then he writes nobody hears about it and then he writes a biography called beautiful things maybe it was named after his niece's feet i don't know (laughs) it was just like i think one of the crowder guys did that joke i'm sorry i stole your joke it was just so funny i had to share it uh but uh yeah and then on top of that like he's saying that oh um we've got a problem with hunter because he runs around without his pants on like on on live (laughs) online zoom calls like oh man i i just He's always, just, always giving us a little bit of levity, just Hunter Biden. Else, man. Just something just else, something else, man. Yeah. But l- let's talk about this last thing that we kind of mentioned in the intro, yeah. which I thought was kind of cool. I mean, obviously, you know, our federal government doesn't tell tell us anything, but now they're coming out and saying UFOs. UFOs are real. Wow, and they actually have footage. Yeah, right. Because I, I was watching Fox News. Uh, Dana Perino had a segment on it. Yeah, and she actually showed the foot like the infrared footage of what they caught yeah. and pretty much every physicist was saying that you know like these objects whatever they are you know um they defied the laws of physics yeah. flying right yeah um, you know these things I, I don't even you can't tell what no. it what it is yeah on the infrared like footage or whatever but it it does look like yeah. like a pod or something like that. It it's, doesn't look it, like an actual plane or a it's, helicopter. It's bizarre because you had like I was watching Maria Bartiromo and and she was interviewing former DNI under Trump Director of National Intelligence John Ratcliffe to talk about UFOs, and he was saying that these UFOs are traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. Like, just crazy stuff. And he said, frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public. Even Obama has been talking about this. I know, um, I know, like, there's several politicians that have been talking about this, too. And uh, he said, we're lo- always looking for a plausible explanation. Sometimes we wonder whether our adversaries are... I have technologies that are a little bit farther down the road than we thought or we realized, but there are instances where we don't have good explanations. So he said, in short, things that are observing that we're observing that are difficult to explain. And so there's actually quite a few of those. And I think that info has been gathered and will be put in a way that the American people can see. 
Radcliffe replied, "All actually all over the world there have been sightings of these occurrences, multiple sensors that are picking up these things. They're unexplained phenomenon, and there's actually quite a few more that have been made public. So one of the interesting things he says in this interview is like usually we'll have something like it's a weather balloon or it's like something off in the distance or it's something like that. But then he said, but we've seen that it's those don't actually explain what they are. I'm like, oh, so you're just dismissing that that's none of those things. Right. Well, I mean, it could it could be that. Well, I mean, the Pentagon confirms these leaked photos. Right. Yeah. And they say that. So not necessarily that it's, I guess, a UFO and they're saying for sure it is, but it's an object that they don't know. Yeah. So it could possibly be. Is it like foreign military intelligence? Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could. It could be Russia testing something. It could be China testing something that they're just not telling us about. Yeah. And that's that's concerning, you know, especially with considering all the tensions that have been going on between China and Russia, like. I don't know if a lot of you guys know, but like as I was describing earlier with those military weapons, like a lot of those Middle Eastern people have Russian weapons and sometimes we'll be testing out the Israeli tested American arms against them in like a proxy war to figure out who has the better weapons. Yeah. And usually it's us. Right. In this case, I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, because if scientists are coming out and saying, you know what I mean, whatever that is, like, you know, how, that, how that's do you, how something How do you go that- past the sonic barrier and not- hit a sonic boom right that's exactly that's insane to me that's a, that's, that's what I'm scary saying. so like you know I, I mean if that is foreign military intelligence then you know i you know our government should get on top of that and kind of figure out what the heck is going on you well, know what i mean because also like this is bipartisan like you've got obama ratcliffe who served under trump you've got marco rubio you've got like all these different yeah. people and they're like yeah we're kind of scared about this we don't know what this is yeah we should be talking about it you know what yeah i, mean? I, I don't this think is a this, non-bi- should, this is yeah. a non-partisan issue you like know what no I mean? matter where you are on the political spectrum i think we should all agree that you know we've acknowledged this isn't a hoax this no. isn't just some like random yeah. thing going on. The footage on. is real. The footage is real. We're the Pentagon has admitted leaked, leaked video yeah. footage, and we're in one of the most tense geopolitical struggles between countries. I think this should be a little bit more than a footnote. Yeah, it should <laughs> definitely know? it should definitely be at the forefront of the government, and especially in Congress too. You know, so co- Congress is wasting their time trying to develop a committee for january 6th i want to figure out what these things are right exactly like this they should be spending their time on this like at least like cnn guys like if if, i don't know if anybody from media matters is listening at least run this story because like you're not gonna do well defending joe biden at least run something that like everybody cares about right that we can all that we can all get behind yeah we can all get behind it we can agree that you know we should figure out what's going on with i mean a, a lot of people have been saying well maybe they're just coming out to distract from what's going on with joe biden i don't think that's the case here no i like i don't think you would have the former dni under trump talking about this like if if that was the case yeah you know well yeah i mean i hope they uh figure everything out and um i think uh we'll probably be back next week with uh, another hour of content we appreciate you guys listening and we're also going to do the movie giveaway for yeah, the Memorial movie giveaway. Day. Yeah. So we're going to be releasing that. Um, I think the, the following Monday, Rob, I'm going to give a chance, a, uh, a Rob, a chance to watch that so that we can talk about that together. But, um, the tri- like I said, really the, tri- the tri- what's the movie called? It's it- called Anthropoid and it's with Killian Murphy. And okay. I wanted to cover it not only because of the Jewish attacks and everything else. We wanted to talk about actual Nazis and something that we can all get behind as we love watching like actual Nazis die on screen and huge right. action fights. But, but also, but the trailer looked awesome. Yeah, and Andreas like I'm knows I'm not, I'm not a movie buff. I don't. I'm a ever huge really, movie. Yeah, buff. I don't yeah. watch shows. I don't watch movies a lot. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not a hermit. I've seen movies before, <laughs> but but I don't watch. I'm not hip to like a lot of the new movies. I don't really like, yeah, like look I, for them. I wanted you know to be an I mean? actor when I grew but up. But when like, yeah, movies. when when you showed me the trailer, I was kind of. You know, you I was like, yeah, I, I could watch this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it looks like it's a good suspenseful movie. And, it's, yeah. you know, obviously has a good, you know, meaning behind it. Yeah. So, you know, it's something that I'll it's, check it's, out. It's something, too, especially around Memorial Day. We want to remember our heroes. And, guys, you know, if yeah. there are any World War II veterans around, like, try to see if you can interview them and talk to them. Because pretty soon there won't 
be any left. Be any left there yeah. were some in my church, and I wish I had spent more time talking to them. Talking I wish I yeah. yeah because they just had the most amazing stories. In fact, for one of the memorial days on our church, we would just we brought up all our veterans just to talk about their experience. It was so cool. It was one of yeah. the coolest things I ever saw. But uh, we're gonna leave off on a lighter note, and we're gonna be playing our outro with Joe Biden singing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Jackson, hit it. Hit it. <laughs> well, I was born and raised in Scranton, PA. Lifeguard by the pools where I spent my days. Till a dude named Corn Pop, who wasn't that cool, started making trouble at the swimming pool. So I took a chain, wrapped it around my legs. They were hairier than my other legs. Not, not my, my... Black kids would touch them. Come on, man. Then I got on a train and moved to D.C. Jirak Jabrama gave a job to me. I shuffled around and sucked fingertips. Made a big speech, kissed a boy on the lips. What are you looking at? I wrote the damn bill. I hold the ladies tight and sniff all their hairs. First person American to fall up the stairs. Ran for president. I was a winner. Winner was me. Now I sit at my desk as a president. Not, not president. You know the thing. Come on, get your face out of your ears. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.